But anyway, back on that Nick D. Back yeah, on, back on, back Nick on Nick D's, D's D. D. But he, uh, I've been, <laughs> I've been, no, I've been checking it out. And so the the one of the biggest reasons, like I was saying, that I'm so uh, attracted to what this guy has done in the music industry. Yeah, like, yeah, look at me like that. I said attracted <laughs> about the new name D. Yeah, I know, I know, KP. Don't worry, I'm not coming to your side, bro. But uh <laughs> So anyway. Yeah, exactly. Dude, you can't even swallow your drink right now, can you, without joking? <laughs> that's why he's not saying anything, y'all. He just took a drink, get it, get it done. I know that's why I had to make sure I hit the joke in the uh hit the mm. jo drum joke in the in the laugh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But anyway. It's a timing. <laughs> yeah. What's up, y'all? Harkos here with the Music Making Sense Podcast. And with me, as always, is the one, the only, the dapper Dan Mohawk man, the man who puts the word rock in Detroit Rock City, KP. How the hell are you doing today, KP? Oh, you even got your kiss stud bracelets on. Gotta have the they are. Oh, yeah. That's loud as hell. Good yeah. crowd. <laughs> Let it rock on. Yeah, it's the 36-minute one. Jeez, 36 Christ. seconds, 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 not the minutes. There we go. All right. Go. Simmer down, Clara. Simmer there we down. Go. So. There we go. There right. we go. How the hell you doing today, KP, man? I'm good, man. You know we're, you know who we're powered by. Powered by Riverside <laughs> FM. Yeah. Yes, we Gotta are. Make sure. I mean, they're not paying our bills, but they allow us uh, to use their platform since we pay so them. Then we can so yes. we're technically not powered by them. We we power them, but you know, it's all good. We'll, we'll keep it moving. Yeah, but it's a service. Eh. I oh, actually, yeah. yeah, but I like I like the service. I like it really, really well. It's a lot better than the Zoom was, and I've actually yes. used it. I've actually used Riverside. I started using Riverside for my one-on-one -on -one coaching calls and stuff like that with artists and stuff. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah. And so, um, I mean, it, it it's kind of a pain in the ass because it makes them download the Riverside app. But other than that, I mean, I got the video and audio crystal clear and everything like that. I don't have any issues. Zoom it always has some issues. You know how that is. We yeah. always have issues with it lagging and shit. I've never had that issue with this. So, but right. uh, yeah. So today I messaged KP earlier and I was like, yo, man, we got some ideas for the podcast. And, uh, yeah, he said, um, you said that you wanted to talk about the UMG situation, uh, for those of y'all who don't know. Versus TikTok. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. UMG. <laughs> um, there we go. UMG versus TikTok. And should smaller indie artists pull their music off Spotify and other streaming platforms? Uh, those were the top two things that you wanted to talk about here today. Um, yeah. so for those of y'all who don't know the whole UMG versus TikTok thing. Um, so basically UMG universal music group, they, they have roughly about 30% of the artists in the industry signed under them. So yeah. across all genres, 30% of the music industry is owned by them essentially. Mm -hmm. Right. And so they had a contract negotiation dispute with TikTok where they were coming up for a renewal on their agreement on how much TikTok would pay them per whatever unit of metric 
in order to have their music be available to be played on their platform. So all the social media platforms, they have to pay, (coughs) they have to pay a certain amount of royalty per stream or view or whatever the metric is, depending on the platform Mm -hmm. to the artist. Right. And if you're, if you're an artist, signed underneath a major label it goes to that label and then comes to you blah 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 everything like that well mm-hmm. i guess the contract between umg and and tiktok either came up or it was in dispute in some way shape or form and tiktok wasn't wanting to budge they're like no we're going to continue paying you the same amount and umg was like no we want you to pay more and um so they said no so then finally umg just pulled their all of their artists off of Yay. tiktok it, in Fuck. in one day, right? This is like all of a sudden it's like <laughs> boom, bingo, boom, See ya. done. We're so, okay, done. Bye. You're gone, right? <laughs> which is which is really interesting because whenever I was looking at that, you know, I was I was listening, I was looking at a few other things, looking into it, and I'm like, okay, so UMG wanted more money per unit than what tiktok was wanting to give them and umg was like oh well we own the music tiktok you won't survive without us we're gonna pull it off and so they pulled it and tiktok goes okay okay fuck off then right exactly (laughs) because yeah exactly because because well i see the thing is is that you know the music industry they've always had such a high ego because they felt like they've ruled everything you know yeah. And and they have run a lot of things. But the thing is, is that TikTok operates on a different level. I'm not saying they're a good company or a bad company, but I'm just saying they do what the fuck they want for many different yeah. reasons. I mean, there's conspiratorial reasons and there's upfront reasons. Right. But we're not going to get into that. But they, they do what they want. They know. They know their power in in the world. Right. Yeah. TikTok is without a doubt one of like the it's the top it's the, yeah it's yeah it's the top platform not just for short form content but also for, for music musicians right yeah. because not only are musicians able to put their music out there in creative content and stuff like that but all these other creators that create all kinds of different videos, they can use that music behind it, whether it's a dance video or whether it's a, an anime little edit anime, video like yeah. my kids like to do and stuff like that. My kids like mm-hmm. to take like they take like different cuts out of different anime com- uh, movies and cartoons and episodes and shit like that. And right. they uh, they uh, edit it in specific ways to specific music and stuff like that. It's a trend that a lot of teenagers do and stuff like that. Well, you know. When you use that music and stuff like that, it gets it gets into the algorithm and everything like that, it gets views and streams and everything like that. TikTok pays a percentage of you know of their ad revenue and stuff like that to the owners of that music, right? But what it also does is the more that that song is used, the more it gets in somebody's head, just like how radio used to play the same eight songs every hour, right? And but it get it does for real shit though, you know. That's real talk. That's what they did. <laughs> but that's how they got it. That's how radio would get people's music in, stuck in your head. You hear it all day, every day on the radio, and you're like, you, you either completely hate that song or you like the song. But either way, you kept listening to it. Well, TikTok creators are kind of causing that on a massive level now because 
you know, if you flip through and you keep hearing that song, eventually you're going to go like it and you're going to want to go look for it. So then what you're going to do is you're going to go to Spotify or whatever. And TikTok, sometime last year, I can't remember when it was, they actually formed a partnership with Spotify. All right, all right, all right, y'all. I just want to take a quick break right here to tell you about something hot and spicy. And no, I'm not talking about that Latina thing that you saw on Tinder the other day. I'm talking about hot sauce. And not just any hot sauce, but Tennessee Hot Sauce Co. All right? I personally know the owner of Tennessee Hot Sauce Company, and I've seen him grow this company from just something that he would sell a few bottles at the local farmer's market to something that can ship all across the United States now, all right? And you guys have a unique opportunity right now to save 20% by using the code MMCPOD when you check out on any order over at Tennessee Hot Sauce Company's website, all right? That's tnhotsauceco.com. Make sure you all go check them out and use the code MMCPOD over at checkout and save 20%. You guys got to check this out, all right? They have all kinds of great great flavors my personal favorite is poblano jalapeno it has a mild kick to it because i'm a little bit of a bitch when it comes to spices but it has great great flavor i put on all kinds of stuff i put it on steaks i put it on burgers when i'm cooking them i put it on tacos and enchiladas stuff like that as well too but i've tried many of these other flavors like the garlic habanero and the honey habanero, the blood orange ghost, and the pineapple habanero. Now, the pineapple habanero was one that really, really snuck up on me because it had a great sweet flavor of the pineapple, and it wasn't nothing overbearing, but it had a very, very good flavor to it. And then all of a sudden, boom, I got hit in the ass with a habanero, and I had to go grab some milk, all right? But these are some great flavors, and they have all kinds of different options. They have the collection, which has the full lineup of all six of their most popular sauces. They also have different subscription boxes. You have a three-sauce option, a four-sauce option, yearly and bi-yearly options available as well, too, for the boxes. Then you also have all kinds of other new flavors that they have that I've never tried yet. I actually got to get that shipment in here soon of the barrel-aged whiskey and the mustard dill scorpion those are two that look very very interesting and i want to try them out one thing i did try is one of their new options that they have here which is the poblano jalapeno beef jerky but like i said i love the poblano jalapeno sauce and whenever i tried this jerky no bullshit i ate the whole bag before i can even sit down and shoot this promo right here all right and so luckily i know the owner like i said so i got another bag on the way but y'all gotta go check it out and he also told me they got some more flavors coming out of the jerky as soon as they get operations up and running on that brand new venture right there all right so again make sure y'all go over tnhotsauceco.com use promo code mmcpod at checkout and save 20% on your order and on top of that orders $50 and over are free shipping in the United States so again make sure you go check this out small batch small brand but powerful flavors tennessee hot sauce company now let's get back to the show where mm-hmm. where it's a one click like if when you create a, a video on tiktok and you add in the audio that yeah. audio there's a little circle down the corner where when you're watching the video you can click on that circle and it'll take you to that artist spotify and it'll actually like put it in what it, it'll connect it into your spotify something like that it's one of those two but it's got a direct connection to Spotify. 
which is dope. So it's growing artists. Like you're giving artists the attention. And then that attention is converting over. Just like how we talked about in the last episode, that's exactly what Nick D did. Nick D used TikTok to put his music out in creative content and it translated his billions of views on his TikTok page and billion of followers and everything like that transferred over into him getting, you know, three to four million streams a day on Spotify alone, let alone everywhere else, you know? So it's, it, it's proven right there. Nick D in 2019 had his own photography and videography company and just started taking music seriously. And by using mainly TikTok, he used all the other ones too, but he said most of it came from TikTok. He grew his Spotify from zero to three to four million streams a day on Spotify. Like you can't tell me that TikTok's not the biggest one. So TikTok knows this. And so when UMG is like, hey, we're gonna pull 30% of we're gonna pull pull thirty percent of the music in the whole industry off, and TikTok's like, okay, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, whatever. I don't give a flying fuck. No, they do don't give. Yeah, because they know, because they know they're gonna get the viewership. Like, I mean, you know, that's the thing. Like, it's just crazy how TikTok just like just took over the game to where you no know, umg's like oh we're just gonna pull our music off and you know, they're like mm-hmm. yeah they're like okay, okay whatever yeah, yeah exactly nice yeah see exactly see see y'all when y'all see y'all when y'all feel like we, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll negotiate something when you guys feel like uh you know your your uh ego is uh done trying to feed off your feed off your bullshit and you can't take care of your artists because they're, they're not really getting the listens because they're not on TikTok. Right. <laughs> well, see, see, well, see, that's one of the things though, too, is that I looked into it a little bit more. Well, so I created a video on our, pa- on our, on our, on our social media for music, making sense podcast, right, right after I was doing a little bit of research on it today, after KP says he wanted to check it out. And, I was looking into it. So then I created a video and I was like, Hey, look, you know, blah, blah, blah. I said some stuff. Well, then I was looking into it a little bit more before we shot this episode here tonight and TikTok or so, so UMG only gets about 1% of their revenue every year from TikTok. So only 1% of their revenue is coming from TikTok. And they're like, Hey, 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 we're going to need to up that to 2%, please. Or we're going to pull our whole catalog. Which is really, it baffles my mind because it's like, hold on, TikTok's only 1% of your revenue, direct revenue from TikTok, right? But what they don't seem to understand is that, yes, they're getting one, they're getting, they're getting money from TikTok, but what they're getting more to their benefit from TikTok than the direct money is the artist exposure. And then that transferring over to streaming and sales and concert tickets and merch and all that shit that's then going over there and so it's just it's very very interesting but the the video that i made today i was like i was like look artists this means that there are a lot of creators that now have 30 percent less music available to use in their fucking content so what you should start doing as an independent artist is you should start reaching out to the smaller creators and then the medium and then the larger creators, right? Start reaching out to all these creators and say, hey, look, I know what UMG just did, it sucks. 
I'm an artist. I'm, you can use any of my music you want to 100% as much as you want to. If you get any copyright claims from my distribu distributor or anything like that, let me know and I will have it removed immediately. You can use my shit as much as you want to free of charge. Just use my shit in place of all these other people. Since they don't want to do business with you anymore, I'll do business with you, right? Because that is what happened. UMG just created a fucking opportunity in the market for independent they just artists. opened up a big ass door exactly they're like, like they really they're like, did they're like, hey indie artists 70 percent of y'all who well, not just indie artists but also the other music labels as well too incorporates 70 percent of the rest of the market umg just said hey 70 percent of the market you guys go ahead and have the world's biggest platform for music we're gonna go over here which is really really interesting too because umg has ownership in Spotify. So they're shooting themselves in the foot time over time for what? You know what I'm yeah, saying? I wish exactly. we had a gun. I wish we had that fucking effect. I got I probably have to upload that on here. The gun sound effect? Yeah, well, there's that too. But no, they did shoot themselves in the foot. Like, big time. Big time. Because, like, for one, they just, they just helped improve the the successibility if that's a word yeah, of their chances. competition yeah, you're <laughs> they, right no they just, no you're so right they dude. just said they you're said so all the right. artists they just said all the artists not signed to us congratulations we'll let you have more market share <laughs> like we own 30 percent of the fucking music industry under one company which is more than any other fucking company combined like you know, any other company has independently right they have the largest share and they say you know what we're good with what we got. We're going to take a little bit less now because because now they're not getting that 1% of their revenue from TikTok. Now they're not getting however many percent they get from Spotify and all the other streaming platforms. They're going to see a dip, a downward dip in all of their streams over the next multiple months if they don't fucking renegotiate with, with TikTok and get back on. They're going to start seeing a dip in all their, their, all their revenue. Everything is going to see a dip. So unless they did it because their overhead is too big and they want to cut some fucking staff so they need to show losses or or maybe it's one of those inside – this is my conspiratorial mind, right? Maybe it's one of those inside jobs where they're like, hey, look, um, I want to place some shorts, all right? KP, since you don't work for Universal Music Group, I got an idea. Why don't you take some of this money over here that I just gave you last year in 2023, right? I just gave you like, you know, a couple a couple mil, right? right? You take this, you put some shorts in against UMG for first quarter, okay? Just go ahead and put those in. Have them expire by the end of the first quarter, okay? And you'll be like, okay, well, yeah, whatever, no problem. And then I'm over here, I'm like, okay, how about this? I go to my board meeting at UMG and I say, you know what? We need to get off of TikTok, it, they're hurting our bottom line. Well, then all of a sudden, UMG stock just starts fucking tanking in the first quarter. At the end of first quarter, guess who just made a fuck ton of money for shorting UMG before the market got wind of all this? KP, a.k.a. me and KP, insider yeah. trading, pump and dump schemes as well, too, because now we just made all this money, so guess what we can do off of the short? We can buy a bunch of UMG buy. stock, and then buy. I can go back to the board and say, hey, look, you know what? Let's go ahead and renegotiate with TikTok and get back on TikTok. We get back on TikTok and it goes back up. Second quarter, we just made a fuck ton more money. That, <laughs> right. that might be what they're doing as well. You never know. That's a theory on that one. But um, it's not without the it's not beyond the realm of possibility because companies do that shit 
all the time. All the time. All the time. That's like pretty much how America runs. <laughs> I just, oh, but no, well, I just that America. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's Fucking that. John Cougar, yeah, John Cougar Mellencamp, baby. Exactly. Ain't that America for you and me? Yeah. Ain't that America, home of the free? Yeah, with pink houses for you and me. Exactly. Oh yeah. Exactly. Dude. Sing it, KP. Yeah. <laughs> He's working on his vocals because, uh, as you guys saw in the last episode, he, at the beginning of part one, he was saying how he was uh, he was sewing his drum set because somebody put their nutsack on his drum set. No, I'm just kidding. That's off the step. That's off the step, brothers. Pretty much. <laughs> but, pretty uh, much. But yeah, no. You but know, it was so in he, a re- it was a wake up call, man. It was a hell of yeah, a wake yeah, up call, yeah. But though. hey, you know what? Now. You can warm that voice up a little bit more and you'd be good to go, man. Yeah, man. I've been actually, I was actually sitting here. If you can, if you see, well, let me see. Hold on, dude. Oh, shit. Oh, I had it in the mirror. I had it, but anyway, my PA system's right. Oh, there you go. No, yeah. That drum set's gone, dude. I don't see shit over there anymore. No, drum set's right here. It's in the corner. Oh, okay. That's the drum set right there. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. I didn't see that there. Well, it used to yeah. be on like a over there in front of the windows. And oh yeah, it was in your PA system all... and stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. I just put the PA system and I got a, like a stage. I'm gonna actually take a picture for it, and you guys will get a chance to see it. So I'm gonna actually do that after we're done. Um, yeah. There you go. After we're done. So, but then you guys can check it out and see how I got it got it set up now. But anyway, yeah. But um, as you were saying, dude, that's just like. It's crazy, man, how they just decided to take their music down and and, and just and you know and just kind of you know transition into that because I think it's just so crazy as we're speaking on that in relative into <laughs> this here topic, right? Which yeah. because I was just thinking about it. So what I'm saying is that uh what I'm or what I'm asking is now that we see that major game changer that just happened with TikTok and and UMG. And also, I mean, just when you when you think about it, I would say um Snoop and Snoop Dogg and Curtis King taking down their music on Spotify and a couple of artists has done so as well. Mm-hmm. Now I feel that that is all, all that has opened up a whole new that's opened up a door too for artists. So, for, especially for small independent artists who are unsigned or you know getting their name out there. My question is this: Should small independent artists start removing their music from DPS? Is because that's also been a that's also a discussion that's coming up. Hmm. I. So, so as I said last episode, I've been reevaluating my thoughts on streaming and stuff like that. And like I said last episode, I know some of it has to do with the fact that I'm seeing what Nick D has been doing and others like him, not just him, but others like him because there's his boy Connor, there's people like Kyle Beats and Kato on the track and a lot of other people, stuff like that too, right? What they've been doing is they've, been using these social media platforms to run up the streams and then using that stream money 
like we always talk about, to reinvest in other avenues, whether it's a podcast or Nick D. Nick D has one or two different podcasts. So he's on the independent podcast, plus he's got the Freddie for Artists podcast, plus he's got the regular Freddie podcast, which that one's just a bullshit one, right? Yeah. So he's got those. So now he's raised his profile on all of those. So those get more viewers and everything from the true fans of him. He's also got his private little network of about twelve to 15,000 fans that have the ability right. to pay per month to be a part of this network. And he gives them exclusive mm -hmm. shit, including they get to vote on what will be his next release. He'll have like four songs up and let people listen to it and say, which one do you think I should, I should, I should release next. So they have that participation. So he's got that revenue stream. Plus, like I said, he's been doing a lot of stuff to help out with the artists, with the Freddie for artists page and the independent podcast. But what he's also got is he just put out one book. He's getting ready to put out another one. Um, and then he's also got like a small little mini course as well, too. So, right. You know what I'm saying? And Kato, the producer, that's another one as well, too. Him and Kyle Beats, they're producers, right? But what they've done is they use social media, put out engaging content, grew their profile, started a podcast as well, too, at the same time. And the podcast talks about music industry shit as well as producing stuff and everything like that, right? Yeah. But now they are mentors for up-and-coming artists and stuff like that so they're opening the revenue up with coaching and consultation and stuff like that in order to fucking pay it back basically essentially because they took courses to learn how to get to where they're at blah 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 adrian milanio guy with our guy from he's a brand man network fellow mm -hmm. brand man network member and this man was able to get out there and i mean to me he's i, I I think I, personally, I think he's made history being one of the first Asian R&B artists to really blow up on Spotify mm -hmm. yeah. and the way we did it. Like people don't, people don't reckon if you don't, if you guys don't know, age, you check guys, check out Adrian Milanio. Yo, mm -hmm. this man is a genius, bro. And exactly. he's a hell of a sing. He's, yep. and he's a hell of a singer too. Y'all he can sing his ass off. But I mean, the way the man was able to utilize Spotify, dude, Yo, I don't think he gets enough credit for what he's done. So I'm going to give my man his flowers because he's my dude, you know, and we know him personally. Hmm. And it just, but it, you you guys really, man, you guys check out Adrian Milano, Milano. This man is just seriously brilliant when it comes to how, when, it's, when it comes to how he utilized Spotify and he's able to, he's been able to, blow up i mean significantly other mm -hmm. another one um cinnamon babe mm -hmm. um, if you guys ever check out cinnamon babe she's another one who's really taken off on spotify mm -hmm. so i don't know i just my opinion on it is that i feel like you know just a chop for me personally mm -hmm. again it's a promotional tool and and here's the thing guys Music will always have one thing that will always make us listen. Popularity. Mm -hmm. And when it's surrounded with a piece, when it's surrounded on a product with that popularity. Now, I have to say this. The only thing I would say Spotify needs to do is get itself at attached to a device. You mean like That's a specific phone or like a like a what, a what do you phone, mean? Phone like how how Apple how Apple Apple is. Apple's okay, got, I think what got, you're talking about is how a few episodes back, I think it's been like 
close to 10 episodes back, but mm-hmm. we were going through that one video where we were, ta- where it was, we were go- going over and discussing how like Apple has all their other things besides just streaming. Spotify is the only thing with just streaming only. And that's why they're branching yeah. the podcast. Is that what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 They do like need, that, yeah. They do need to branch it, out more. Yeah. They, they do need, need to branch out that's more. It. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah. at the but what I'm saying but at the but just just to kind of just to end of what I was saying, mm-hmm. um, I just the the thing the advantage that you have is that it's a promotional and marketing tool that's mm-hmm. popular. People go on Spotify regardless. All you artists can take your music off all you want, but they're still going to go to Spotify. Mm-hmm. And if you're not there, then you and don't have a chance there, to get heard. Yeah, and then there's Apple Music still. Mm-hmm. Apple Music is one is starting to pick up. Is starting to um, pick up, but still, it's just you. It's a it's a marketing tool that's going to get your music out there. So honestly, if I, I, I mean me personally as a small independent artist. No, I'm not gonna take my music off of fucking. I'm not gonna take my music off of DPSs. I'm sorry, not right now. No. I don't. I don't feel that I have the. I don't have the fan base nor the clout to do so. Right. Well, there's. I need to showcase my talent. Yeah, there's that. I think. See, see what I think is very, very interesting about this whole thing is that, you know. I don't know. I just see it as, I see it as a greed play. When, when these artists and fuck, I got Snoop right here on my fucking wall and right there mm-hmm. and fuck, he was on the chronic and chronic doesn't want, I got fucking half my wall Snoop probably, but Snoop, all these other people who are taking their music off DSPs, they're sitting there saying, oh, well, you know, I got all these millions or billions of streams and I only got paid hardly anything. And it's like, okay, but like people listening to your music increase the popularity of your brand, increase the popularity of you. Like you just said, KP, music is a popularity thing. It's it's pop culture. So you can't be in pop culture if you're not participating in pop culture. You know what I'm saying? Boom. It would be just like if 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 Snoop back in back in in you know the early days with with dog you know uh, with with um fuck is it? doggy style almost said doggy dog, style yeah, yeah doggy style with when he came out with doggy style if he would have been like yo MTV's not giving me my proper due I'm not having any of my music out on MTV anymore it's like motherfucker you you made it on MTV. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. See what I'm saying? Like, so, like, Thank you. I understand he didn't make it on Spotify, and so now he's sitting here looking, and he's like, well, I used to get way more on record sales. Yeah, but record sales don't fucking exist anymore, Snoop. You had to give out your new record at Raising Cane's when they purchased Meals last time you put out a fucking art album, like a couple years ago. Wow. Like, yeah. bro, like, you had to do a partnership with Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers in order to push your last album. <laughs> so yeah, don't dude. tell me that I used to make more <laughs> album sales. You had to sell chicken fingers to get album sales this last time. Motherfucker. And like I said, half my wall. No disrespect to the man, but disrespect 
all intended to the fucking idea that he's pushing right there with that. Like, especially, yeah, I, I, and especially, yeah, I'm not down with that either. No, and especially totally the fact that, that all these independent artists look up to the artists who are on the top. And so when artists on the top make a specific move, a lot of people will follow that move, you know? And so, like, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people that when Snoop made that, they go, mm-hmm. oh, well, if Snoop's getting off, then fuck it, I'm getting off too. And then they got off, yeah. right? But I'm sitting here who a few episodes back, not many, like what, five, six episodes back, I was still saying fuck Spotify, fuck streaming, don't do streaming, do direct-to-consumer. I still say do direct-consumer. But I've changed yeah. my tune about fuck streaming because yeah. I have seen what another successful artist, Nick D., has done. And yes, I'm on Nick D's D here the last couple episodes, right? <laughs> but, but that's because I'm seeing what this man's doing. <laughs> you like that one, gave me? That's a good one. That's a good one, dude. But for real, like I have been talking about Nick D like crazy. You gotta get this one, Doug. You gotta get this one, too. Gotta get that one, All right, there's that one, too. But I have been talking a lot. I'm talking up Nick D like crazy the past couple weeks, right? And I get that. But it's it's multifaceted. For one, the, the thing that attracted me to this guy the most was the fact that he lives the lifestyle. He's white. No, I'm just that I, yeah. The the fact the what attracted me the most is that he's a white man out here making these moves in music, and he's on the top of the charts. Which is no, I'm not, I'm not gonna finish that sentence. I'm gonna get extra KKK. But but no, it is because he's white and all all power to them. But no, I'm just kidding. But um, no, it's because <laughs> after me, me and KP, to, me and KP to, had a conversation no, last night that was heavily race related, and so that was no, a good. I'm not, yeah. I'm not tripping about that part. Right. What I'm doing is because you always get me about Adam Calhoun, you fucker. <laughs> so that's why. Yo, and for those of y'all who didn't see it, go check out. There's, <laughs> I I cut and edit. So episode episode twenty six, me I was fucking with KP hardcore about Adam Calhoun. I'll get back to the thing about Nick D here in a second. I was fucking with with KP yeah. really hard about Adam Calhoun, and I um got him saying a bunch of crazy shit or whatever. And, and I told him I was like, yo, I'm gonna edit the fuck out of it because he was saying how much Phil and Summo, the former lead singer of Pantera was a big influence on him and stuff like that. And I told him I was going yeah. to take that portion and make it sound like he was praising Adam Calhoun as being an influence. And so... Um, and he did a Dude, I did so much. <laughs> I even got it sounding like you said that you put you put Adam Calhoun above Michael Jackson. Dude, I was dying when I made I that motherfucking part. <laughs> dude, I was like, this son of a bitch! <laughs> so boy, awesome. Video. But anyway, this if y'all want Black people, we need to get our own media. Damn it! Because the motherfuckers like him. Exactly. But anyway, so y'all can go check it out. It's available on all the streaming platforms. The title of it is called A Special Tribute to One of the Most Influential Artists of All Time. And and so 
so at the beginning so at the beginning of it is the edited version and then halfway through it i go to the actual version yeah, he tells yeah he just goes to the version yeah, yeah and then cool. i tell i, t- it's I, funny I explain as hell, it and guys. stuff like that but yeah, it's, it's, it's totally pretty funny. funny especially if you listen to episode 26 and then and you know how much kp doesn't like adam calhoun and then you go listen to that you're like oh my god it's hilarious and uh yeah because he did a great great editing yeah, job it was, it was pretty good seriously, editing seriously, it, dude, i was dude, i was crying when job. i got to that part and it said <laughs> i was like oh my god that's awesome but uh that's the way you and it's the way you said it too that mm-hmm. shit is just yeah his, his his influence adam calhoun and just like right yeah. into there you yeah just, <laughs> you just put it right i was like this motherfucker <laughs> This is hilarious. So anyway, hey, y'all need to go check that out. But anyway, yeah, check it out. But anyway, back on Nick D. Back yeah, on back on back Nick on Nick D's D. D. But he, uh, <laughs> I've been, <laughs> I've been, no, I've been checking it out. And so the the one of the biggest reasons, like I was saying, that I'm so uh, attracted to what this guy has done in the music industry. Yeah, like, yeah, look at me like that. I said attracted <laughs> about the new name D. Yeah, I know, I know, KP. Don't worry, I'm not coming to your side, bro. But uh <laughs> <laughs> So anyway. Yeah, exactly. Dude, you can't even swallow your drink right now, can you, without joking? <laughs> That's why he's not saying that, y'all. He just took a drink. Get that's it, get it done. I know. That's why I had to make sure I hit the joke in the uh, hit the mm. jo- drum joke in the in the laugh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But anyway, it's a timing. <laughs> yeah. So, but- all right, y'all. Let me take a quick break right here to tell you about something that's completely fucking ridiculous. Okay, it's called HorribleDesigns.com, and I personally know the owner, and he's just as ridiculous as this whole fucking company is. Okay, if you or someone you know loves stickers and mugs and shirts with crazy outlandish sayings on them that just are designed to catch people's attention out in public and get them to laugh and point and ask you, hey, where'd you get that t-shirt or where'd you get that sticker when they see it on your car and stuff like that? Y'all got to go check out HorribleDesigns.com. At HorribleDesigns.com, they have all kinds of ridiculous sayings on stickers and coffee mugs, t-shirts, vinyl stickers, magnets and even mouse pads okay and i'm telling you if you guys have not checked out horribledesigns.com you got to go check it out because some things are straight up great like the american muscle mouse pad it's got some awesome pictures of great muscle cars if you're into cars or you know somebody who's into muscle cars and they need some great mouse pad to have while they're on the computer working but then they also have dumbass fucking t-shirts that say things like are you staring at my ass with a picture of a donkey on it or stickers that say are you staring at my beaver with a picture of a beaver on it stuff like that man completely ridiculous shirts and stickers coffee mugs everything like that anything that you could ever think about having just to get people's attention make a statement out in public and just completely be ridiculous and to do it with some horrible designs at the exact same time and like i said i know the owner so he hooked us up with a great deal where you can save right now by using the link below in the description whenever you go there and shop you will not only support music making sense podcast but you also get a great deal on any and everything that you decide to purchase every time that you use that link right there in the description below so make sure you go check that out right now horribledesigns.com use the link below in order to get good savings go check it out buy some ridiculous shit for yourself or someone you know all right now let's get back to the show but he is living the lifestyle that i want 
He lives in the middle of nowhere. He actually he has a small farm, and <laughs> he just makes music and does what he wants. And like that's what I want. I want property, like a sizable property, in the middle of nowhere. And he doesn't do any tours, no live shows, no none of that shit. He just makes music, promotes it online, and then takes care of his farm, hangs out with his family, does whatever he wants. And so, like, when I found that out, that really incentivized me to check out what exactly he's doing. And then I looked at what he's doing, and he's not running stream teams. He's not on here trying to do any of this fucking Spotify playlisting shit or whatever. He specifically says he does not wait the three to four weeks for editorial playlists to check out his shit and possibly add him to editorial playlists. He says, I don't give a fuck about that. Right. He's like, because there are, you know, what's what's the what number, KP? 100,000 songs added to Spotify every day. He's like, there's no way they can go through all the shit and put everything yep. into an editorial playlist or, or cancel it. He's like, there's no way. So I'm not even going to try. Why waste my time? I'm just going to put the music out now. And then now, and then now, and then now, right? And so, like, this dude has a dope business sense. What he does is he just creates entertaining content, and then mm -hmm. that creates his increases his popularity, and then people go stream his music, and then that gets him money off of his music. Money off of money. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't do. He's doing it his way, man. Exactly. He's doing it his and, way, and, and I love that. I, I totally respect that about him as well. Like, he's dude, like, I love he just it. Shows you that. That I mean, no matter. It's like, here's the thing, like it, it, the one thing that that you point out that I really admire is the fact that he's he decided like what how how he wants his life to be, mm -hmm. lifestyle. Exactly. He wants, you know, what I'm saying like the home, how he envisioned his home, and mm -hmm. and how he envisioned the way he was gonna live, what he was gonna be doing, and I and I and I so admire that, and that's mm -hmm. the thing. Like I feel like we we've been we've been spoon fed that sense of MTV cribs and things like that. And shout out to Redman for being the one who who uh and and even um uh what's his name? I can't I can't even think of his name right now, but he was one of the um hosts that was like he was a rocker dude. Um it's not Jesse um not Matt Penfield. It was another one. He was a tattooed white guy. Um, I can't think of his name. But anyway, mm. he showed his apartment. And, I mean, there were some that showed, you know, some just some, like, you know, down-to-earth life, lifestyles, mm -hmm. right? But I think that, but with but Nick D, I think he, when Adam, when Adam um, Ivy did the interview with him, mm -hmm. shout out to Adam for that one. Yeah, you um, need to check that one out. That's a dope one too. Yeah, and I just I feel like he just he just was able to just showcase the fact that he was just able to just envision his lifestyle, what he wanted, and he was and and be able to create music in the mm -hmm. way that he does now. And it's just like, yeah, man. I mean, you just that's yeah. I mean, he he. I would much respect to him for yeah. That. He so. He started out with his own photography and videography company. So he likes creating content and doing stuff like that. And then he also likes music. And so he put those two together and 
he does what he loves. He loves doing that stuff. He loves having his farm. He loves being in the middle of nowhere. He doesn't want to be away from his family. He likes being next to his family all the time. You know, he goes here and there places and stuff like that, you know. But, like, in general, he just, he he lives the life that he wants. He doesn't live the life that's mandated to him by being a musician, you know, because a lot of times it's like, because that was one of the things that had me pulling back as an artist because I was like, look, yeah, I like making music, but I don't want to go on tours. I don't give a fuck about these damn live shows. Like, I don't want to do none of that. I just want to create the music and live my life and, and do what I want. You know, I want to go out in my garden and go on walks and go kayaking and shit like that. And then come back and make music and enjoy it and have fun. I don't want to feel like a fucking chore that's taking me all across the country, all across the world and away from my family and staying in hotels and tour buses and, you know, fucking drugged up slutty ass fucking groupies and shit like that. I don't really give a fuck about none of that, and that, you know? And for me, you know what? And that's the, and even crazy, this crazy you say that because for me now it's like, I look at like being able to do live streams mm-hmm. oh, and yeah, just like being able to like, right. And, and, but at the same time, like being able to do them in and uh, do them in an undisclosed location or, mm-hmm. you know, or just be able to, to create a, a place where you can get out there and perform mm-hmm. and go live stream. You know what I mean? Like I, 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 I like the, I like the fascination. I like the idea of that. Like, and I'm just as we're talking, I'm just thinking about that. Mm-hmm. You know, with within my content creation, because I see myself being more of that, just that live performer, and I, I will mm-hmm. always love that. But I am starting to become very anti-bar anti-club like i'm i'm starting and i'm really noticing that and at first it was one of those things where i was a little bit afraid to take a stand but you know being around you and also listening to other artists who are utilizing the internet in the way that they're doing it i'm just like yeah man like and just even after you know the whole pandemic like you just opening up live streaming but me being able to see that and i'm just like you know that's something that mm-hmm. i really do enjoy and it's like and there's some there's some really super successful there's some some mad successful people who've been really taking live streaming um to uh uh to a to a to where they're scaling into a to a, to a pinnacle of where they're like just blowing up musically mm-hmm. you know well, and, and- yeah, and that's one of the things too is that you you said even through the pandemic, blah blah blah. Like before that shit happened in like 2019 mm-hmm. and stuff, I was talking about like like look like live shows are fucking dying. You know, I was saying that I was yeah. like, look, I was like, look at the technology, blah blah blah. And this was pre 2020, so this is before Zoom and a lot of the live stream was really good. It was kind of shitty back then, blah blah blah. Nobody was doing anything but that, that like that. But I was telling people, you know, I don't think I ever said anything like on camera. I was usually talking to like other people, that other artists that I know, mainly one of the artists that I talked to a lot about music, especially back, you know, a few years back, we talked a lot about shit. Um, but, you know, I was telling him like, cause he was one of those, oh, you gotta be known locally before you can get known globally. You gotta fucking work the, you know, he was the old school shit, right? You know, and that was, that was stuff that was still, that was still the reality back 2019, 2018 and stuff like that. 
the internet, I was sitting here looking at it. I'm like, look, this is a world of endless possibilities. Technology allows us to do things that we couldn't have fucking imagined before. Like I can entertain somebody in a whole nother fucking country. Like what you were talking about on the, on, on, on the last episode where the, the Safeway workers that you know right around the corner from you or whatever, they have their own little fucking channel and they're reaching people in Uganda. And these motherfuckers have never left the United States. On but TikTok. Yeah, but they're on TikTok and they're reaching people in Uganda. And it's like, you can do that. And I was seeing that back then. And I'm telling these people, I'm like, yo, fuck live shows, blah, 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 everything like that. And then pandemic happened and everything. And I'm like, so I used that to my advantage. I was like, see, look, it can be taken away from you at any time. You need to build online. And some people started building online. But as soon as everything opened back up again, what happened after we everything opened up? Everybody started packing live shows because it was something that was restricted and then now is available again, right? So it was the, you know, you want what you can't have. Well, now that they had a bit, they were able to have it again. Now they went out and rushed. And so live shows were at all time high. And I'm telling people, I'm like, look, no, it's still dying. And they're like, no, it's not at all time high. I'm like, no, you're not focusing. As soon as this high wears off, it's going to crash again. And you look right now, it's crashing again. 2024 right now 2023 2024 it started fucking going back down again right and you know that's that's one thing is that like you know like i said i've never wanted to do that that's what had me pulling away from making my music and trying to pursue that in in a in a financial way for myself as a form of income and i was like you know what fuck yeah i'll just do it for fun and i'll do it to enjoy it i'll hop on i'll hop on with you know collabs with other people and stuff like that and you know, that helped me build working relationships with them with my marketing, blah, 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 stuff like that. But I'll just do it to have fun, man. Get out here, spit some foes and fucking enjoy myself, right? Maybe, you know, edit some video because I like the creativity portion of that because I like doing that. I like creating music. I like creating video for it, everything like that. I like the creative process. But I'm like, yo, like, I'm not going to have it be a job that I don't like. I don't want to do all this stuff that the industry says that I have to do. Well, then whenever I found Nick D doing exactly what I would do if I was him, I'm like, fuck, okay, let teach me, Mr. Sir. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, let's see what you're doing, right? And what he's doing is he's creating entertaining content, raising his popularity, and that's driving people organically to his music. That's the best form of conversion from stranger to fan that you could ever fucking think of. Is that you entertain people genuinely. You get out there and you perform your song for them, right? And they like it. And so, therefore, they go and they start streaming your music. And then they go further down the fan journey to where they're actually handing you over straight dollars from their bank account to yours. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it can happen. And and it can happen so fucking quick. I mean, I'm just... Dude, as you're just sitting here talking, man, I'm just like... In my head, I'm kind of I'm getting excited about it because I'm like, dude, I've been on such time, an excitement rush for the last week and a half since yeah. I first heard his fucking videos. So because I saw right. his his video with with uh, with um, I can't remember. I saw a, I started watching a couple. I saw one video, and so mm-hmm. then I started checking out a couple other ones. And at first, I'm like. You know, I don't know what to think about this Nick D guy because he's like slouched over, mumbling and shit like that. I'm like, this dude on heroin? What the fuck? Like, you know, and then, <laughs> but then, but then I kept listening. I'm like, no, 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 no. He's just one of those nah, like super chill good. guys who just kind of mumbles when he talks, which I can resonate with that because if I don't pay attention, I mumble the fuck out of my words. You're but right. like, 
no, he's just a chill dude, and he's got a hell of a business sense. Like, I'm sitting there listening to him with the Adam Ivy one, him with the independent podcast that we broke down last week, him with some of his other ones and everything like that where he's breaking down different things, and people are interviewing him, asking him how he did stuff and everything, and I'm just like, yo, that, yeah, that's that. And so I've been on a rush, you know, and, and and you know, last episode, I, I, was, I said how I – decided to create the TikTok music video course, which I'm working on still right now. Right. Um, so like last week when we created the episode, it was on Monday. And mm-hmm. I said on that episode, I'm like, look, I'm creating this. I'm going to start shooting music videos on my cell phone. And I'm going to start editing them on my cell phone with CapCut, which is a free program. And we'll start putting them out in short form clips, everything like that. It's all going to be made for TikTok, up and down, everything like that. I'm going to start putting this shit out. And I'm going to show how just putting out entertaining, entertaining content without asking stream now, out now, nothing like that. You just put out the content. People go find it however they want to. I'm going to show you all how that will help you grow as an artist, not just on the social media platforms, but have that transfer over to the streams, right? And so I did that. Monday, after me and you got done filming, KP, I grabbed my kid, which I didn't have to drag him. He wanted to come because he's creative like that too. But me and him went out for two hours. Shout out to the creative kids in the world, man. We love you. Hell yeah. And if, and <laughs> Real, if you're a dude. creative person and your kid has a creative outlet, you know, a creative spark in them, let them pursue that however they see fit, you know, within reason. Support them. You know what I'm saying? Support but, them. But support yep. them. Support let them. them have that ability to flex. If they're into one thing and then they change and they go into something else, don't make them stick with that first thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm all about teaching your kids to complete what they start. But when it comes to finding their interests, you're going you're gonna to flip through that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you're going to be into one thing, especially as a teenager, you're going to be into one thing, and then you're going to find something else, and you're like, oh, fuck this, I'm on that now. You know what I'm saying? Fuck this, mm-hmm. I'm on that now. Especially in today's age where they got endless possibilities of options for entertainment and, and interest and everything like that. Yeah, but anyway, that's so true. I grabbed him. We went out for two hours, technically two and a half because we took a half-hour lunch break, but we went out for two hours, and we went mm-hmm. to six different places, and in each one of those places, I did... A one time one through of a different track. Right. And I think one time I did like two takes at one place, but I just went through one take, boom, one shot, one kill. And we went through and we did that. And then I came back home and I started editing and stuff like that. But at the same time, I was also filming for the course and saying, Hey, look, this is what we're doing, like the behind the scenes shit and everything, document the process <clears throat> so that I could show everybody. And that's what I did on top of the fact that, so that was Monday. So on top of the fact on, what was that? Like Thursday, I made the post about how I'm doing free hooks for producers. And then I added it on because the next day I woke up with like five messages on that post. And it said, Hey, you know, I had some artists on there say, Hey, what about artists, man? Can I get you on a hook for an artist? And so I'm like, okay, cool. And so I made another post for artists. I said, Hey, artists, let me go ahead and do a fucking hook for you and stuff like that. And then they, I had like over 20, you know what I'm saying? So I had like over 20 beats in my fucking email within 48 hours after saying, Hey, I'll do fucking hooks for people. And a couple of those turned into actual hooks and verses, you know what I'm saying? And so now I am doing like two different things at once. All right. So not only am I, 
creating the course for TikTok music videos, which is basically the the fundamental portion of a larger course that I want to offer to help artists who want to who want to work on their own. They don't necessarily want to work one on one with me and meet with me and everything like that. But what they want to do is they want to do it on their own. They just get the knowledge from me. And so I'm like, all right, cool. Let me go ahead and make this course for y'all who want to want to do that, you know. And so this free portion is going to be me showing y'all how, look, you can create music videos on your phone. You don't need to have all elaborate shit. It just needs to be entertaining and visual with your music on it and in decent quality and stuff like that. You can put it out and it will give you a steady stream of content to start out with. And then you build from there and everything like that. But what I'm also doing is I'm documenting this whole process with me doing these features and these hooks and showing people, look, because there's a lot of artists out there who will always be trying to charge other artists for features when they when they themselves don't even have a fucking fan base at all. So they're trying to monetize their music by charging other artists they're not getting any money off their fan base so they're trying to make money somewhere else and so i'm trying to show them like look you doing all these features will increase your presence online on the social media as well as on the streaming platforms because if somebody hears your stuff on somebody else's thing you're gonna get suggested and suggested and more and more suggested and you're gonna keep growing from there and that kind of stuff is what artists need to do to grow their fan base you know what i'm saying and and that's what i keep that's what i keep um trying to tell every one of you all artists all right yeah so i mean that's that's like most of it so that's why i've been i've been so high on nick just like what you said you know me talking about it's got you amped up when listening to him talk about it has me amped up so much that you know like i said i created like two different courses and stuff yeah. like that plus i also started getting back into doing music again and stuff like that you know with the hooks and everything like that so i mean you know the possibilities are endless with this kind of stuff with the internet you know like i've always said every time every time somebody says to me yo you gotta be known locally before you can get known globally and i'm like look the internet has over three and a half billion with a b people on it there's no city on the planet that has anywhere near that much of availability for you to reach people it's just impossible you know so why not use the resources we have yes i know it's the um it's the double-edged sword you know what i'm saying because they're spying on us they're manipulating us they're fucking data harvesting and profiting off of us by selling our information blah 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 everything like that okay cool but guess what they're gonna do that regardless unless you plan on taking your cell phone and disconnecting it and throwing it in the trash and never having a cell phone ever again, then you're going to be tracked and traced everywhere you fucking go. Unfortunately, I don't like it either. Okay, I hate it. But guess what? That's the price to pay in the society right now. If you don't want to play in that society, there's plenty of countries around the world that don't and have if internet, you want to end up mean if you service, want to, live, you got, but you can also get like lifestyle, VPN, basically. You can get and those things like, like, like to protect maybe, your stuff. And then it works, but yeah, but I mean, me personally, yeah, but me personally, like when I see things like, like, okay, so 
So whenever I see things like VPN or even crypto, blockchain and stuff like that, when I see that stuff come out and people are pushing it as a way to stay out of the system's eyes, I can't help but think about the fact that the government and a lot of these big corporations, they're technologically more advanced than us down here commercial. Like private is more advanced by commercial by at least 20 years. So like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, like even Apple, for instance, they just released the iPhone yeah, 15 true. or whatever the yeah. fuck you just got. Well, they're already finishing up iPhone 17 in the factory. You know what I'm saying? And they probably have iPhone 25. They probably have the stuff that you wear on your watch and it has a hologram and stuff. They're still working on that. You know what I'm saying? They they do stuff like that. Like the government has like, okay, for instance, um, the SR-71 the Blackboard was a... Uh, a plane that the United States military had during the cold war. Okay. And it was a stealth long range, mainly reconnaissance. Cause they didn't have any guns on it. But it was a reconnaissance vehicle that could go at super high altitude. So it was out of radar from the Russians and everything like that. Right. Well, for decades for, you know, from the end of world war two until about like, I think it was like the seventies, the United States government denied that they had a plane, anything like that. And there was reports about it, pictures of it, all kinds of stuff. And the United States government was like, no, 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 that's not us and everything. So it spurred a lot of UFO type of lore, right? Well, then the United States government ended up saying, yeah, we've had it. We've had it for a while. Same thing with the uh, the the B-2 stealth bomber and the um, B-117 Nighthawk, I think it is. That was used, both of those were used heavily in um desert no not desert storm desert fox which was the the bombing campaign that we did in the late 90s right before uh, in iraq in the late 90s and also when we went into iraq in 2003 we were using those a lot too but those were planes in the late 90s that the united states government said that we didn't have we don't have that kind of stealth tech well then they announced it finally and they're like oh yeah we've had it for like 20 years in development right all right, y'all, Harkos here. I just wanted to take a quick little break from the episode to let every single one of you artists know about a great opportunity for you to grow your online presence through blogs and social media for 30 days for only $10. If you've already been checking out the podcast, you know I've already talked about this a little bit here and there, but I created 10 blog websites that all have their own social media presence on Twitter and Facebook, and they are growing leaps and bounds getting tens of thousands of impressions and eyeballs every single month and that's just not in total that's every single account i have a full video breakdown available for this on every platform where you're listening to this right here right now the episode is called how much marketing can ten dollars get you all right i go through a full explanation of it but if you've already watched that and you want to find out more go ahead and go to musicmakingsensepod.com send me a message in chat and i will get right back to you and we will get this rocking and rolling and get you growing on social media especially if you want to grow that presence on twitter or x this will definitely help you out like i said i got 10 blog websites with 10 different twitter accounts that have tens of thousands of impressions every single month you can be right there with them getting all those eyeballs and growing your presence online so make sure you hit me up right now musicmakingsensepod.com hit the chat button and send me a message and we will get you on point with this great new promotion all right let's get back to the episode 
So it's well known that the government has all this stuff. The government created the internet in the fucking 60s. All right, and they were using it for defensive purposes, and it didn't come out commercial until the late eighties, early nineties, something like that. KP, you know, you're old as fuck. No, I figured you was gonna come at that. <laughs> Caught him off guard with that one, but no, like it took a good twenty years. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so whenever I see these VPNs and these blockchain, and they're like, oh, they can't be tracked and traced. I'm like, look, they were created by a human, so that means they can be manipulated by a human. And you can't tell me that the fact that Facebook, for instance, since 2008 has had a fucking AI algorithm that analyzes your content, flags it for inappropriate I mean, shit, the FCC or promotes it for good content. They've had that since like, you know, the 2000 aughts. And then yeah. just now we're getting chat GPT and AI and everything. It's like, no, they have stuff way above it. Like they like 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 we've talked about on here too. You no longer have to put hashtags in your shit. Because because if you put hashtags in your content on social media, they devalue you because they see that as you trying to guide your content to a certain place. They want you to just create the content and then their algorithm will put it in the right place because it analyzes the whole video, audio and video. It analyzes everything and then pushes it in the right spot. So that's why you just gotta go with moods now. So if you see us on our platforms now on Music Making Sense Podcast, I stopped putting hashtags into anything. And so now when you go to our content, you just see, like it's supposed to be our short form content, it shows whatever we're talking about. The title is something mood related. That's it. So I don't, I get what you're saying. Oh, you can do VPN stuff like that. I think the government is seeing all that shit. I think what they're doing is they're like, okay, who is going along with the programming and who is trying to resist? Okay, look at all these people using VPNs and trying to use crypto and blockchain this and blockchain that. Okay, they're trying to resist our system. So we'll put them over here in this category. And then everybody else is over here in this category. So, you know, the the government, they function off of the saying, if the only tool you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Right. So if you don't want to get hit by the government, you should probably not look like a nail. Not look like a nail. Exactly. Yeah. See what I'm saying? And so that's why I, I tell people, I'm like, look, you can use that stuff if you want to, but you're going to be higher on their list because <laughs> they know you're using it. They know you're using it. Because they can tell when you're using a VPN. Yeah. Like anybody who is like staunchly for VPNs. You ever try to go on a website or do something electronically and it blocks you because you're using a VPN? That means it knows you're using a VPN. And if Comcast or something like that can know you're using a VPN, goddamn government knows too. Yeah, that's fine. See what I'm saying? So. Well, I mean, you, I just said too, man, shit, the FCC fucking was able to, you know, to scan radio. And you're right. Okay, yeah, I am up there in age. Goddamn it, I'll be 50. <laughs> Um, but anyway, you know, it's funny, like what you even said. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember when on Sesame Street, Herbie Hancock showed um, showed us how to use the the voice, how to sample and and, um, re- and um, use the. What the fuck was it? I'm so sorry. What the hell am I thinking? Um, how to use the computer to mm-hmm. uh, trans to um, 
transform voices. Mm-hmm. If you record your voice and transform it into something totally different. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we just, I mean, seeing that, it's like, yeah, man, we, 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 I mean, and even just like I was thinking about actually what I was watching today was, um, I was watching, um, been watching a lot about noise music and which is one of my favorite genres, by the way, guys. And just observing how sound is created. And when I also think about sonic branding with um with um Gina and um and her um dream dreamer productions and just how and just just thinking about that and stuff and just getting and also the ideas that I'm coming up with as well and with content creation and things. And even as you saw with my image, mm-hmm. like that's going to, then that's where I like, I'm just kind of getting my mind. I'm really, my, my mind's really going into that place. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about it, like in a sense of how we're able to put that out there and the algorithm is going to pick that shit up. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's why for me, it's like the, the idea of doing certain things a certain way in order to create a sense of, uh, to, to create not not mystery, but to create a stronger mystique. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I'm thinking about like sleep token, and people are trying to find their identity and shit, and then it got leaked. I mean, if you have, I don't know if you've heard about that that story about the the band Sleep Token, um, but they um they've hit their they they've hit their identity. Mm-hmm. and um. One of the fans went online and found information on them because they went and looked for they they really wanted to find out who these guys are because they've been able to maintain a strong mysterious identity mm-hmm. even on social media and I'm just I mean that's also been fascinating for me like I've been really thinking about that and well that's a similar thing that. You know, Slipknot went through, ICP went through a lot of places, a lot of bands or musicians that that do try to master identity. They they kind of go through that too. And but ICP and Slipknot, that was before the internet. You know, before the internet was the way it is now. So I could just yeah, imagine they like today, yeah, but. they're they're they were able to no, they were able to. But what here's the thing: ICP was able, and and Slipknot was they they shed their skin because and Corey was a was shed his skin because. He went into he had the side project um Stone Sour. Yeah, dope so project. and that was the first band, but at the same time, that was his first band. Mm-hmm. So yeah, his brothers in it, right? People knew, yeah, yeah. And so people knew, mm-hmm. and even Jim Root, the guitar player right. for um Slip, one of the guitar one of the guitar players for Slipknot. Right. But they were able to fucking show their faces. People knew who they were already. Um, so that was the thing where it was like, um, not the same as Sleep Token. Like Sleep Token was like really trying to like hide their identity. Oh, hardcore. Okay. Uh, 
like they didn't want people fucking knowing them at all. And and even like through especially through social media, mm-hmm. like and they were able to they've been able to pull it off. So when they were when they found out that this person tried leaked their identity, they got off of social media. Damn. They went off social media, period. So the crazy part is that um when they did that more people were fucking like wanting to see them like they want to get they want to listen to more music so it's like that was another thing too because i think they're mm-hmm. promoting the album as well and it's so and, it, happens, and i mean though. it worked it's like yeah when, when when people want what they can't have and so if you like it's I don't know if that's the Streisand effect or not. Like when, when like you take away something and people want it more, whatever the situation is. But like that's mm-hmm. that's that happens all the time. We see it all the. It does happen time. periodically. Yeah, it does. It's it crazy. Does. Yeah, somebody I gets frequent, canceled and they frequently. blow up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Somebody gets canceled and they get they they get more popular. You know stuff like that. But yeah, with that, like they they take themselves off and they're like, oh, let's blow up. That's that's insane, man. But no, like back to your original question, like, I don't think I ever, well, I might've answered it in a way, but I don't think the artists should take their music off of Spotify. I think they should keep it on all the DSPs. I do think that they should release it strategically though, is that yeah, what they should do is, is if they have an album, what they need to do is release that album as individual solo tracks. So if it's a five track album, release a new track every week and then promote that track for a week, maybe even two weeks, right? And then new track, new track, new track. And then once you have all five tracks out, then you repackage those five tracks as as the EP, right? Like a couple weeks later. And so now you've taken five songs on an EP and now you've been able to work the algorithm of consistent creation and release and you work that to get approximately two months worth of decent organic push as looking like you created new projects you know and whenever you repackage it into the ep version after you release it you can use the same icrc's and then that way the streams stay the same and everything like that it all gets connected but it looks like a new release because you've repackaged it under spotify stuff like that it's kind of like the it's kind of like the waterfall method but the waterfall method is insane i tried dude i tried i looked into that and it just sounds it's crazy dude i tried doing it and i wanted to break my fucking computer and it wasn't my computer's fault it was the fucking software i was using i was like i fucking hate you and uh yeah no like it's ridiculous i'm like okay well why don't we just do it backwards then you know why don't you just you just do it in a similar way. But, like, you can still put yourself out on Spotify and you can give people, you know, your fans, you can say, hey, you know, if you want free downloads of my music, go to my website, free download. Now they're on your email list. And when they're on your email list, however you can get people on your email list, you tell them, hey, sign up for my email list. I give out, you know, you'll get heads up exclusive uh first dibs listening to my new music before it comes out on any streaming platform you'll listen you'll be able to listen to my music before anybody else will you know you give them free and exclusive things for being a part of your newsletter and you will be able to 
and drive your sales and everything like that and your exclusivity to your things. And then it will still keep your Spotify up and then you use that Spotify money to reinvest, you know, especially whenever it's small, you know, whenever you're getting a couple hundred dollars a month. Yeah. If you're not making very much money, a couple hundred dollars a month is awesome. But what you need to do the most, instead of spending that on even bills, let alone bullshit bills or bullshit, instead of spending it on bills and bullshit, what you need to do is you need to reinvest that into your marketing. And you need to grow your shit, even if it's just ads, right? Even if it's just ads or yeah. boosts or whatever, somehow, some way, put it into marketing and grow your shit. Because that two hundred, that could turn into four hundred in two months. You get four, you still go to two hundred dollars a month. You keep reinvesting that. Now you're getting four hundred dollars every month. Now you're getting eight hundred. Yeah, I agree, every man. Month. You know what I'm saying? You keep doing that. Yeah. You keep reinvesting Absolutely. it, and then. Once you get to where you're making substantial, then you can start pulling some of that out to pay your bills and bullshit. But you got to still keep putting a lot of that in, you know, and keep growing it. Yeah. And, um, you know, then, then yeah, you can get to the level where nigga D's at, you know, stuff like that. That's what I'm trying to do. So, like, that really motivated me to get, get to the level where you want to get. Yeah, it really yeah, voted, get, motivated yeah. me to get right. back into music. And it's multifaceted. Like, I'm sitting here looking like, hey, look, I can start making substantial money on my music if i do it right and i know right. i can do that already before i saw nick d shit because i've been helping artists create their own ways to do it themselves so i know how to do it it's just i took myself out of trying to pursue it as a career for myself because i didn't want to do all the other stuff within the music industry that i don't like but he made me see, hey, look, I don't have to do it like that. And I knew I didn't have to do it like that to begin with, but I just kind of lost it. But now I feel like, hey, look, I'm going to be doing this and showing people just how easy it is to do. And so that's what I'm fucking doing, yeah. man. Like, I've, dude, I've been working on fucking features and hooks and everything like that every night for a week and a half straight now. And putting out and you know putting the music together and everything like that editing my content everything like that i've been working a lot harder than i have been lately but i'm doing it and i'm going to be able to show these artists dude I, I didn't even tell you this right so i just started this is it's the 4th of february when we're recording this and i just started posting on my social media um these um these videos right these short form videos of my me performing my music right I just started posting these on the 1st of February, okay? The the first post I posted on the 1st of February, this happened within only a couple of hours, but as of right now, four days later, the first one on TikTok has 832 views. The second one that was on the 2nd of February has 684. The one on the 3rd of February is 645. And the one today that I just posted about... 10 hours ago has 651 views. So I'm getting over 600 views within the first couple of hours. And then it kind of falls off after that, but I'm getting 600 views a day on just my TikTok, mm. just by posting a piece of video content, 15 to 60 seconds long. And that's it. Like, mm. I'm not doing anything else. And, you know, I'm getting like around a hundred or so on my Instagram, each one and Facebook is doing halfway decent. I think I'm getting a few hundred 
on that one. I think the first one I had was like 500 or something. Doing pretty decent over there. My YouTube is still very low. My YouTube shorts, I'm only getting a couple views on those shorts for some reason. But I'm hitting everywhere. And even on Twitter as well, too. I've only, I've only been getting a couple of views over there. I still haven't cracked Twitter yet. But but with TikTok, look, look, I'm getting 600 views a day right now. And I've only been doing this for four days. By the end of February, nice. by the end of February, I could guarantee I'm going to be getting at least 1,000 views a day on my shit. You know? And and in yeah. these last four days, I've had, I've had uh, what was the numbers here? It was one second here. Well, I'm pulling right back up. I was looking at my analytics. My analytics are all right. So, and this only shows up until yeah, up until February third. So February first, second, and third, I had fifteen hundred video views from thirteen hundred seventy-three unique viewers. I got three shares five comments, 13 likes, and 22 profile views. So that means 22 people who saw my video out of that 1,500, or out of that 1,300, 22 people saw the video, and they actually wanted to go to my profile and follow me. And then on my bio, it has the link for my website, which is where you can find all my streaming shit, stuff like that. So for every 1,300 people, I'm getting 22 people taking that next step to go to actually my profile. See what I'm saying? Right. It's a numbers game. Like we were talking about in the last episode with Wendy Day and stuff like that. She was even saying that too. It's a numbers game. If you want to reach <laughs> yep. me. 50 fans, if you if you want to gain 50 fans, you have to reach out to at least 1,000 people is what she was saying, right? Well, look, 1,300 people, and I got 22 people at least following me now. You know what I'm saying? Based off of three days worth of content, because this doesn't include the fourth yet. You know what I'm saying? So, like, people... It's possible. You can do this. It and, and I'm not doing anything crazy. I'm not out here creating 15 pieces of content a day and posting them on the socials. I'm doing one piece of content a day. And 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 honestly, what I'm doing is I'm taking a longer form portion of content and I'm chopping it into multiple pieces and then alternating the different pieces of content. So like I've been posting a different song each day. And so, like, each day, I'm not promoting the same song I did the day before. I'm doing a different one and kind of mixing it up and randomizing it so that they're not getting the same piece of the song and they're not getting the same song two days in a row. So you're diversifying the content a little bit. And I'm just going to do this, just music only on my profile for 30 days. And I guarantee I will see substantial growth, at least on TikTok, if not everywhere else. And then what you do after that is then you start mixing in some of your interest-based stuff where you hop on and you say, like, I created a video today that I'm probably going to post in a couple of days. So the first video that I created was for my track called Black Clouds, which you, you heard a few weeks ago, KP. Well, the video I did for that, I said at the beginning of the video, when I did the long form video, I said, this song's about being flooded with emotion. So I came out here to a flood site and behind me is a creek that's hella flooded yeah, that because we just had a bunch of water, yeah. right? We just had a bunch of rain and everything. So the creek is hella flooded. So I'm right there and you can see this huge flooded creek behind me. Well, this was only a few days ago. <clears throat> and so this, this morning I was out and I walk along that creek every morning. Well, this morning it was down substantially from what it has been over the last few days. And so I took a video and I was like, hey, y'all, you know, if you saw my video for Black Clouds, you saw that, you know, this creek right here behind me that where I shot the video 
it was hella flooded. Now look at it. It's down like five feet down from where it was. And the sun's out, it's shiny, and it was cloudy, which means that through every fucking dark, dreary day, there's a bright, sunny day that comes afterwards, right? Like, I said that within under a minute, boom. Another piece of content that's real, raw, and organic, and it's not me promoting my music. Technically, it is if you look into it in a marketing language. But on the surface, it doesn't look like I am. I'm sitting here just like putting out a good message and then giving you all behind-the-scenes type of thing, right? Done. Like, that kind of shit. That's what I've been preaching for this whole time we've been on the podcast and a lot longer than before that. But now I'm just showing it. Because like, like KP, like you were saying last episode too, we're in a position where we got to show it because people yeah. are not always going to listen unless we're showing, you know? And so that's what I'm doing. That's what KP is doing and, as well and, too. And, yeah, I mean, and I know you guys are kind of wondering like, you know, what the hell is, why am I kind of like, move, like not trying to show, not showing my face as much because I'm, I'm, I am getting in that mindset because of the way I have been able to just meditate on shout out to Natasha to be able and uh, I bought her course by the way so I've been um I've been going through her course as well so and um so guys check out austere um yes yeah, really, really check out Natasha Brittle and um austere really cool cool course that I'm taking and one thing that she said like is focusing on your artist's identity and I just love the way that she um that she talks about us finding that artist our visual artist's identity and that's for me I've always thought about how important that is because I want you to think about the image that you see when I perform when you hear the songs, there is, and I, and I mean, and and the reason I am, and I'm showing that because I have a darkness, mm-hmm. you know, and a dark past, and I've talked about that, and, and a dark I haven't past, talked yeah. about. <laughs> I had to fuck with you on that. All right, Wonder Bread. <laughs> Exactly. I light up the night, bro. It's all good. <laughs> That's all right. I can creep up on them. Exactly. Yeah. And then open my eyes. <laughs> I thought you were going to say smile. smile. <laughs> there and they're just like, oh, shit. Why? Why? I didn't see what you. I do to you? Yeah, actually, it looked like a cloud floating because your mohawk's white, so it just looked like a cloud floating through the fucking room. A oh, I know, yeah, with the mohawk too. <laughs> yeah, that's right, right. But no, man, like I've been like, and it's funny, like that's cool because like I've been really getting into that, that really, I've been getting into that mindset, man. And I know people are gonna be like tripping the fuck out, but I'm like. I, I I am angry. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know that. Like, and, and it's, but it's just like, I know how to now control it. And I haven't, and, and I'm telling you guys, like, I haven't been able to sleep hmm. for a minute. But now that I've been, like, able to focus on 
my anger in a in a art in the artistic fashion i've been able to sleep a little bit better now that's dope man you gotta get that shit out like yeah yeah and i'm and i'm and then the thing is that you guys get you know i'm gonna tell y'all now man get ready straight the fuck up i mean it get ready because dark lauren shante is gonna twist your motherfucking minds you guys have no idea like why and and once you do you're gonna say holy shit now i get it Mm -hmm. and sometimes that's it guys you gotta you know it's that you gotta take yourself there and i know i i i disagree with and i heard this from um finn mckinty he said you know you don't you don't have to be your your music is not doesn't have to be your personality and shit and i'm like you know i'm like dude yeah he said that and i'm just like dude that doesn't make any sense yeah well, yeah music that is all personality yeah i just told like it's like yeah and he yeah he said some shit like that i fucking was like bro okay you just don't get it he's like you know you still can't be a shitty person even like um dame dame ritter like mm-hmm. he's like he doesn't like when artists become like when they show that sense of who they truly are mm-hmm. and he's like you know nah i want you to be a professional and he's like i don't like that shit i'm just like well you know i'm like well sorry dude but you know if you want the best out of that motherfucker you just gotta let them be Exactly. You know, if they want to smoke some fucking weed, if they want to fucking have a little bit of a drink, if they want to, they want to cover their face, if they want to, you know what I'm saying? It's like, if they just, if, if that brings out the best art in them, then you know what? Let them fucking be that. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing I have to say to myself, like, I have nobody controlling me. You know, I have no one who's out there that has uh, who has a gun to my head telling me, no, dude, you can't do that. And I don't have that in the band anymore. I don't have to deal with that shit, guys. Now, as a solo artist, I'm able to just break away from being like them. Being told what not to wear. Being told what not to write. Because it's going to anger people. Yeah, you're you know, free. And it's like, you can do what you want now. Yeah, man. So I, I am absolutely free. And it's like, and, and shout out to Sean, man. He said something that was really um, powerful that hit me. And I, and it was like, dude, you know, and I, and I must say that I haven't been able to show, I haven't shown that because I've had that, I've locked in that whole mindset with being with Beyond Theory. And my other bands, I mean, no, nah, don't cut that out because honestly, I think that was one, but the last one, because it was that last band, it was that mindset of like not being able to, you know, being told, well, we're not down with you wearing this and we're not down with you wearing that because I was like, I wore a skirt. I get really, I get, I really, I, I get. When I dress up, guys, I am really, when I'm on stage, man, I really like, I dress up to a point where it's like, you're going to remember 
You don't remember that. Yeah. My fit. You're going to look and go, holy shit, dude. I love... You, you're going to say something. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a conversational piece. Garen goddamn T. Right. Right? And it was just one of those things where it was like... I couldn't do that with them. It was like, I couldn't really do that. And then it was like, I had, I did have a signature and stuff, but like, I wanted to break away. I'm always one of those people that want to like push the envelope. Mm-hmm. And I just, I couldn't do that being in, in being in, in those bands. And it hurt because they're talented. Right. Talented musicians, man. I mean, I can't take that away from any of them, but they weren't willing to stick. They weren't willing to be the sore thumbs. Mm. And they just weren't. Yeah, and that's unfortunate. But luckily, we live in an age where even people in the metal sphere can, like yourself, can be 100% independent. You know, like we keep talking about Nick D. That motherfucker only has a couple of people on his team, and they're all handpicked by him. He handles most of the shit himself. He says that he's got himself. Yeah. He's got his homeboy who does his fucking who helps him with the video. He's got um, a couple producers that he works with independently or whatever you know. And then mm-hmm. he has a, a a lawyer. Like yeah. he doesn't. I got some. He yeah. doesn't have all. He doesn't have any of the other apparatus. So he doesn't have PR and everything like that. That's him. He does all that. He just does whatever he wants, you know? And I think yeah. a lot of people, they try to build too big of a team and sometimes that ends up fucking them over. And I saw that with, yeah, definitely that, that can, that can, that can, that can be detrimental and shout out to my boy, Cody Perez, man, who uh, started, who, Pretty much, he created American Overdose. Mm. Who's a vocalist? He was the one who also was a huge influence, and like he was like, man, you know, he can hire and fire his band. He can hire and fire band members because he created it. And then um, another, it's another artist that does the same thing where he wrote the music and then he hires the musicians when he goes on tour. Mm-hmm. So, so there, I mean, so there, you know, and there are definitely artists out there that's doing it that, you know, doing it their own way. And that's where for me, it's like, yeah, man, like that's really what I want to do. I just want to be able to do things the way I want to do them within, you know, of course, within the confines of the law, of course, but right. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Being able to, but being able to like express my art, my true artistic feelings. And like I said, like Sean said that, you know, he doesn't see a lot. He's like, you know, he sees these guys who's like saying that they're influenced by certain artists. But then he was like, when you look at their content creation, he's like, where's that influence? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What their music and that's is what I started content. feel right, right, and that's what I was feeling too. I'm like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not putting out the content that I speak of from of my, within my influences mm. that my influences have put out, 
back in the day. I mean, because, yes, okay, they were on MTV, but guess what? Now we're able to create that vision on TikTok. Yeah, or on, also, or on YouTube we're able to have now. it on UTV. Yeah. yeah, on yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're able to also put it on Roku television and create our own channel. And um, what's another one? Rumble television mm. and Nebula and all these other possibilities are endless. places. Yeah, I mean, this video of DistroVid mm. from with with DistroKid, we could put it on there. I mean, it's just it's like now we can put out that type of we could create that type of content and make a great living make the living that we want to make yeah and you can have the lifestyle that you want as well too at the same time have the lifestyle that you want yeah and see like being able to make enough money to get by and then have the lifestyle you want that's that's key for most people you know and so yeah so as always take all this information that we give you all right you know it's we put this information out here for y'all for free to try to help y'all and as always we say hey look if you want to if you want us to work with you one-on-one hit us up free consultation yada yada but the main reason that we're out here with this with this podcast is not only to showcase the knowledge that we know and then sometimes we me and him go back and forth because we have different perspectives on things we go back and forth just trying to talk about things and trying to to figure out things ourselves you know he'll come at me with a question because yeah. he's trying to figure out something in his own mind i'll come at him with a question because i'm trying to figure out things in my own mind stuff like that as well too you know and right and you know so there's that but you know the most part of it is is that we're trying to put out information to help people and so if you can take yep. all the information that we give you on here every episode and you can use it to your advantage and you grow yourself and and win then that's awesome i want you to do that that's what we want you know whether or not you exactly. work with us one on one or not obviously out of our own self interest we want you to work with us personally but you know, it is what it is. I mean, there's plenty of people I've gotten information off of, off of YouTube or streaming platforms, and I've never worked with them or given them a penny, you know, mm-hmm. but I still use the information to help myself grow and get better. And we want every single one of y'all to do that as well, too. So keep tuning in here. If you haven't watched any of the previous episodes, you need to go back and start watching them. So or, or listening after you get done listening to this yes, one, please. go back and listen to Come the on. last five, especially those last five have been really, really on point, especially the last three, honestly. But go back and listen to them. Make sure you listen to the the short um, piece of content I made uh, a week or so ago. It was, you know, a shout out to the most influential person on the planet. You guys got to go check that out. That's a dope fucking video. KP <laughs> loves that one. And uh, But no, for real, Fucker. keep tuning in here every single week, and we'll see you all here on the next episode. All right, y'all? Hell yeah. Yeah. Have a good one. Holla. Yeah. Hold on, let's get that uh, beat going. Oh, yeah, that's the new music. Okay, now it's some standard shit on Riverside. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, yeah. Y'all know who we are, bro. We are. Powered by Riverside FM. Now we're Music Mason's podcast. And we are. See y'all.